Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. This is the only podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered perspective of what it's really like to be a professional cheerleader. Whether you're currently on a pro team, an alumni, or really curious about what it takes to become a pro cheerleader, the Pro Cheerleading Podcast gives you all the inside scoop and hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and in-depth interviews of current and former cheerleaders. I'm your host, Makiba. Join me every Wednesday as I reveal the truth behind the palms. Welcome to another episode of the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. Guess what, you guys? It is just me this episode. I am calling this episode, Don't Forget About Us. And I just wanted to talk to you guys because I've been in deep thought over these last few weeks about just the legacy of pro cheerleading. And I don't know, I go through these phases of like having these explorations of the deeper meaning behind things and what is life and what's this all for. And it's just been on my heart a lot lately, just when I think about the legacy, the history of pro cheerleading, where we've been as an industry, where we're going. And I just want to share some of the things that have been on my mind and some of the things that I've been researching as well, because You know, there's the Wikipedia, you know, you can hit the Google machine and just try to see what you can find about the history of pro cheer. And this is not going to be a history lesson, you guys. But I do think that each of us individually should reflect on what legacy do we want to leave behind as a professional cheerleader? Because as a former Seattle Sea Gal, which as most of you know, is the former name of the cheerleading team that was all female for the Seattle Seahawks. You know, when I think back, I have plenty of stuff. I have a whole chest full of memoirs and things that I've collected while I cheered for five seasons. But when I think about beyond just my own personal collection, like what else is there to show for what it meant to be a part of that team for so long? What did I actually contribute to being a member of that team? Where can I find and connect with other people who are also sharing this experience with me? And I think that just started to make me hella sad hella sad because there's really no trace of where the program started, the history of the program, the different directors, who were the first members of the squad. Like there's just no information out there um, about the team in that way. And so it almost makes you feel like, are you really truly part of a legacy? And so during this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of that, I'll share with you some of the things that I found as I was researching around to see what other teams are like with respect to kind of preserving their legacy, um, sharing it with people. And then I really want you guys to also reflect on it. And maybe we can chat about it during cheer chat one day. But I think there's an opportunity here for us to figure out as a community, one, what individual impact that we want to make as part of our legacy. And as well, what is our broader impact as a team, like every team, and you'll hear some good examples as I share them that I found um, looking at different teams throughout the NFL and NBA. But maybe it's an opportunity for teams to maybe do something differently, or maybe you can help your team do something differently. So we'll discuss all of that in this episode. I'm excited to chat with you guys. So one of the things that triggered a little bit of this is that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders just celebrated their 60th year's of having the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders program. They had lots of cheerleaders come back to perform during halftime with the current squad, 
wearing, you know, shirts of the years that they cheered, which was so cute. And also the Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders just recently uh, wore throwback uniforms from 1954 from the inaugural squad for the Colts. They used to be in Baltimore way back when, but I see things like this and you see like the old pom-poms and the old uniforms. They were you see different alumni coming back for performances and it definitely warms your heart because you at least think, oh, maybe one day I'll be called back to, you know, represent the cheerleading squad that won the Super Bowl. Or, you know, you hope that you'll have those opportunities to come back and be recognized for what you did while you were a professional cheerleader. But I started to think, okay, see what Dallas did. We see what the Colts um, are doing, but how many other teams in the NFL have a real space, whether it's on their website. I didn't look on Facebook to see what Facebook groups that might be out there, but I did at least look at the websites and I just wanted to kind of share with you what I found because obviously some teams are great at this. And when I say some, I really mean a handful and others are just, there's just nothing. There's the current squad and that's literally it. So Let me share some of the great examples and things that I actually was very, very inspired by. Obviously, let's just start with the DCC. And I'm going to say here because I know I don't talk about DCC a lot or enough, but one thing I will give it to them is that they celebrate the hell out of their program, the history of the program. I mean, there is just such an investment in like really claiming and owning the birth of the program, how it's evolved over time. When I tell you that this is a top-notch, top-of-the-line of what I've seen in this space, I mean it. I look to the DCC in terms of their marketing. There's so many things that they do right, but this has to be one of the ones that I think is my favorite aspect of their program is just the way that they preserve and protect the integrity of their program and the history of their program. I'll just say that. So the DCC has a whole history tab on their website with the photo of their very first squad and so at first when I saw it, I thought, oh, this is probably like a gallery of pictures of that in- inaugural squad, right? This is going back to like 1961. It's a black and white picture. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be a photo gallery. Yo, every single picture in that gallery had the squad photo and not even just the squad photo all the way up until 1989. So from 1961 all the way to 1989, They had the names, first and last names of every single member of the squad. I don't know what made them drop off doing that, but I thought it was beautiful that they had the squad members' names underneath the squad photos for all of those years from 1961 all the way through 1989. But just the fact that they have a place on their website where they honor each squad from each year. So if you ever wanted to go down memory lane and say, have proof that you did something, or just feeling like you're a part of something, you will be able to look for your year and see your squad photo. And I just thought that that was just so important because how else would you know? Like literally, I just think it's just part of history that should be captured. I don't know how big of a deal it is to get space on these websites, but DCC has a whole tab that's geared towards spelling out the history of the program some things that you just wouldn't even know unless you flip through all those pictures. Like I had no idea that the DCC had male cheerleaders in the sixties In the late sixties, they had a couple of seasons where they had male cheerleaders, but I just was so impressed that they had every single squad photo. And they also have an alumni spotlight page where they just have little articles or blog posts highlighting 
former alumni and what they're doing when they cheered. I don't know who's responsible for that, if they're doing it on a volunteer basis, if they're paid for it, I'm not sure. But just that somebody feels that it's important enough to take the time to remind people of the greats that have been on the squad, the contributions that they've made, what they're doing in their lives now. I mean, what a special way to acknowledge the people that made your program what it is today. So they get the freaking award there, hands down. I mean, no other site in the NFL was this extensive. Um, but the one that comes up next for me is the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Their website has squad photos dating back to 1984. And they listed out the captains. After 1998, they would mention, you know, all the captains of the team, but they didn't have like, you know, every single squad member, but that's okay. Uh, the fact that they had their squad photos and made an effort to acknowledge the history with some information about the program. Um, they talked about the different directors and they also have, you know, an alumni page. Did you know they were called the Vikings? <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was so funny. But anyway, they were called the Vikings at one point. So these are just little tidbits that you'll get if you kind of read the history. And I wish that there was a place to learn that history. Maybe you learn it as part of the program. But when you think about it, when you have orientation, when you're part of the squad, I don't know that they really spend that much time on the history of the program. I mean, we're tested like to oblivion on the actual sporting team. There's like a test sometimes when you have your like retreat or your training camp that you might go through, but there's not really an emphasis, at least there wasn't for the Seahawks on the history of our own program. And I think it's important for everybody to know, right? You should know the history of your actual cheerleading program. You should know former directors. You should have a sense of who are the greats that kind of came before you. And some teams maybe do it better than others. But the Vikings were kind of like the next runner up, if you will, in terms of just an investment in educating about the history, having some shout outs for captains or leaders within the program. The Houston Texans cheerleaders, they have a sign up form on their website to at least request to be a part of their alumni database. And so did the Kansas City Chief cheerleaders. So I thought that that was great, at least if you are you know, returning to find out information or you're wanting to stay involved with your program years later, that you at least have a way on the website to do so, to make sure that they have your current contact information, make sure you get invited to those halftime performances or different opportunities to be involved as an alumni. But every other NFL site, you guys, literally just had the current team squad. Not even all of them have bios. And like, that is it. And so, you know, when I reflect on, you know, what that means, and that's standard, so maybe not really stand out as like a big deal to you guys. And I think everybody who's currently on a team, you're definitely caught up in the moment. And I hope you're saving things and bookmarking things and developing your own, I call it your like semi shrine or something of your accomplishments as being part of a team. But hopefully you'll think of the broader picture because You'll have your collection, but it's not really out there for other people to enjoy and consume. And it's just an open question of how do we really feel about that? And when you think of the effort that it would take and who's really responsible for it, I mean, I'm sure the directors, they're trying to manage, you know, having a new team of 30 plus people to be responsible for every season. So I'm sure like somebody working on the archives or digging up old photos and organizing all of it. That's not a priority probably of anybody in the front office, but I mean, there's so many unpaid internships. There might be even people who would do it for free that are on the team, not to suggest that your time is not valuable, but 
there has to be somebody who cares enough, right, to actually want to create some sort of preservation of all of these records. And it is important. You know, when I think of the Seahawks, all I've heard through the rumor mill is just that a lot of our artifacts, if you want to call it that, old uniforms, things were given away for charitable purposes. So there's really not going to be much of a trace of what used to be of, of our program. And at some point, I think all of us are going to want to relive this or revisit this. And I'm just worried that there really isn't a conscious effort made to, I mean, I'm not a museum curator. I don't know how people do this, but, you know, there's some thought to how do you curate and keep all of this, like, important content so that you're able to tell a story of what your program consisted of over the years. There is a book that I've bought that I still haven't read about the Chicago Bears cheerleaders when they had them back in the day, the Honey Bears. So even though I have not read the book about the Chicago Honey Bears, um, I will share with you guys, it's called Missing from the Sidelines, the Untold Stories of the Chicago Honey Bears NFL Cheerleaders. And if you guys don't know, the Honey Bears were disbanded by the front office of the Chicago Bears immediately following their Super Bowl victory um, back in 1986. And, you know, the book tries to kind of go behind the scenes and really answer the question as to what happened to them. Why were they disbanded? Different people have tried to resurrect the Honey Bears cheerleaders over the years. They've had petitions and newspapers and have wanted to try to bring them back. In their preface, they were saying, why write a book about the Chicago Honey Bears? Because after all these years, there are still unanswered questions and mysteries. What happened to the beloved honey bears and where are they now? They may be missing from the sidelines, but their personal stories unfold in this book as never told before. They felt it was time to share their perspective from the sidelines along with their experiences, disappointments, and memories. And like I said, it just makes me think that one day there's going to be a book about different programs that I've seen change over the years. And I just think if there's an effort to capture these memories, capture these moments, at least with some basic, you know, squad photos or any kind of information that you can get at the time, because a lot of this isn't really available on the websites anymore. I just think if we don't do that, there's going to be people coming out 30, 40 years from now with books talking about their program and maybe some of the things that I think we just don't want to forget. We don't want them to forget. We don't want to forget. So I'll provide a link to check out that book in the show notes as well. At some point, somebody's going to want to tell their story or realize that people don't know a huge chunk of history. And, you know, maybe you guys will write a book one day. Who knows? But keep all of the things that you're treasuring of your time and maybe ask the question of why isn't there a broader effort? Or maybe there is and there's just no spot for it to live online. But I think it's a question that's worth raising for this community because you know, even the three short years that I've been doing this podcast, I've seen our landscape change so much. And it's fine that programs have changed directions and are starting new traditions, but it'd be great if it was a continuum of at least the initial story that was told. How was the team initially formed? What were they called? What did they wear? How did the uniforms change over the years? Who were the directors over the years? When did they first introduce male cheerleaders? You know, I just think it's all part of the history. And I I've been super sentimental lately about what it all means if it's not captured anywhere. So I also looked at the NBA, right? And it was even, it was even worse, to be honest, because, and I was surprised actually, because I thought, 
I don't know why I thought it would be different, but the Laker girls, they had, you know, squad posters going back to their 2014 season, but that's not, I mean, that sounds so long ago, but it really wasn't. And then the Utah Jazz dancers had some squad rosters going back to the 2011 season. So only a couple had prior years on their page and some of them didn't even have updated rosters even for this season. So I do want to mention out of fairness, though, that I noticed, I think when it was during quarantine, obviously last year of 2020, a lot of teams got really creative on social media because they weren't able to be out there performing and maybe they had more time on their hands. But I didn't remember that the Portland Blazer dancers on their Instagram would allow certain alumni takeovers or features on their page where people share their own pictures and memories of being on the team and, you know, talked about what they were doing currently. And so I think even if it can't be an official place on the website, that at least was a creative way using social media to connect former Blazer dancers to share what they're up to, share some of their pictures online and what they appreciated the most about being part of the squad. I think that's a very good way of doing something to at least involve your alumni network and share some history of the program. I get that it's just a feat and a task, and it probably takes a lot of time to maintain, but you should be able to go and read about the history of the program and how the program has evolved and maybe at least see the squad photos from the prior years just so that you can have a sense of the overall meaning of the program and the history of the program. And so when I was thinking about who should really capture this, whether it's somebody internal within the organization If somebody's going to decide, you know, like I did with a podcast that, hey, I'm going to create a historic database of (laughs) all of the cheerleading programs throughout the NFL and NBA, and that's going to be my passion project for life. Maybe they're going to open a museum. Who the heck knows? But I know it has to be somebody who's really passionate about this space, who really cares about this space, who is probably a part of this space. Um, But for now, since we don't really have that... There is a website, obviously the Ultimate Cheerleaders website, I'm sure some of you know about that, where I think they have a lot of archived content, maybe not dating as far back as, you know, when these programs first began, but they do have a lot of articles and content and pictures posted of prior years for the NFL and NBA and even other leagues. So that would be a place to check out. And if you haven't heard of the website, I'll link it below. There's also a website that somebody sent in, and thank you so much, Della, but it was called Pompedia.com, and it's like a fan site, but they're trying to track and name all of the cheerleaders for the NFL and NBA for all the different years, and so, you know, I've checked the site out, and I know that it's probably really, really hard to get all of that done accurately, but I mean, what a feat to even try to take on as a fan to try to put together who the rookies are. I mean, that's a lot of work. But I just think when you look at those sites, if you do go check them out, it should make you think like, wow, we should really make an effort to try to make this easier for all of us. Because trust me, at some point, you're going to look back on your life and you're going to want more evidence than what's in your big chest full of all of your memories of your time performing. It's probably going to be something that you cherish in that way, which leads me to kind of like the conversation around alumni organizations and some of the 
the things that you treasure the most that you guys shared in terms of traditions, a lot of people mentioned kind of like the the rings or the jewelry that you get to signify your rookie year as part of the team. Some people mentioned just in terms of traditions, like the prayer circle that you would do before going out um, to perform on game days. That's one of the things that I liked as well. Some of you had like a pregame chant. And then, you know, obviously people just mention their uniforms as part of that tradition that they really preserve and hold dearly to their hearts. And I think as you do move on and you become an alumni of these organizations, you know, you have your friends that you've made over the years as being on a team, but you also have this alumni group that's supposed to be kind of like an extension of your time and a way to keep in touch with people, network, et cetera, et cetera. And some teams probably have a stronger alumni group than others. I would say, just speaking for myself, that the Seahawks alumni organization for the cheerleaders is probably not very active in a way. I mean, they have a Facebook group, but are there get-togethers and is there coordinated, you know, events and things like that or, you know, charitable events that nothing of the sort that I know of at least. Um, But I put out in my story a poll about whether the alumni programs are kind of more of an extension of the favorites that were on the team or if it was an organization that applied to everyone one that everyone felt that they could participate in. And let me tell you what the results were. So believe it or not, the results from that poll, I asked, is your team's alumni outreach organized and equitable or just for the faves? And the responses came back 50-50. So half of you guys thought it was just for the faves and the other half thought that it was structured to be fitting for everybody. But I thought that that was pretty telling because we all know the politics. I mean, I think when it comes down to, you know, some of these opportunities to come back for game day or maybe even to work game day alongside, you know, the current team directors or coaches, that's kind of like based on the homie network, right? I mean, it's not necessarily something that's put out to a larger group like where other people can possibly volunteer. It's based on who's in the leadership at the time and who their network of people are. And I even got wind of just an incident that happened with the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders that were supposed to come back for a halftime recognition. I forget what it specifically was for, but, you know, there were a lot of issues because the communication uh, did not go out to everybody Um, It excluded a Pro Bowl cheerleader, if I remember correctly, even. And I mean, it just seemed like it was already determined from the get go, which just based on how quickly people responded, they were already told that it was full. Um, And ultimately, the Titans decided not to have any of the cheerleaders present because they claimed they had some space limitations with COVID and whatnot, and they didn't mean to upset everybody by leaving people out. And so they just removed the opportunity from everyone. But it made me think, like, I think this is kind of common. I mean, at least 50% say so, that there is probably a little bit of favoritism in the way that some of the alumni organizations either operate, from what I can tell. There's just a lot of things that come to mind as to what that organization is truly supposed to serve for. And I would love to hear from you guys. I mean, it looks like there are some programs with a really, really strong alumni base, like the Raiderettes. It looks like they're alumni come and give them gifts before games. I'm not speaking for everyone, obviously. It was split half and half, so I'm sure there's some amazing experiences with alumni organizations and then some that 
are more questionable. But I think it's just something also to talk about because that is a way for you to stay involved and feel like you are part of history and that you're giving back to the people who are currently on the team and helping them understand and appreciate the history. But I feel like if it gets lost, you know, the bigger picture of what you're a part of when you're on these teams, you may not be thinking about it now, but you're going to down the road and it's going to be a a really, really missed opportunity. It starts with a history. If it's taught, if it's something that's truly appreciated, then everybody will want to stay a part of that. And I think it'll have a strong alumni base who will give back to the younger generations. And you see that with certain programs like DCC and others where they make a point to have them understand the lineage that they're part of. It's something that they're proud of and that they celebrate. And I guess I just want to see that for all of the teams. I really, really do. And I'm hoping like having a platform like this, because uh, of course, where is this all going, right? You know, I just hope that it's the beginning of a conversation. I mean, this podcast will hopefully live on where people can listen back and understand what it was like to be a professional cheerleader during this time period. But I would love if it were something that was even far more reaching back to understanding what it used to be like, right? And as the industry continues to change and evolve, to really have like a reference point, right? I mean, because this is all a continuum, we're all connected. And, you know, even for other leagues, I mean, it's not just NFL, NBA, maybe it's a very new program. Maybe you're part of a team that just formed, you know, or you're less than 10 years old, and you don't have as much to dig back to. So it's not too late to get started. You know, you don't have 60 years that you're trying to wrap your arms around. So maybe if you're on some of these semi pro teams that you can make a contribution to try to pull some of that data together. Because trust me, if we don't care, then nobody else is going to care. And to the extent, you know, the front offices have some of these records or, you know, you really want to reach out to those people and make that connection now because you just want to do it now. Like, watch, there's going to be like a couple years from now, like 20, 30 years from now, this whole effort to try to pull together all of these artifacts and records and I just think we can actually try to do something now to create that bridge maybe making it a little easier and I know my girls and I we've always talked about having like a I don't know like a garage party or something where we just kind of go through our old memories because we all have our own collection of things but how cool it would be to just kind of relive and revisit that and hearing each other's memories that are shared and seeing the different things that they have, they've kept that means something to them because your own individual experience is one thing, but your collective experience is another. And I do hope that beyond the little research that I was able to do, that your teams do have some way of teaching the history of the program and keeping you connected to your alumni base. And if it's something that can use improvement, I just encourage people to think about Maybe that is the mark that you leave on your team, that you actually are going to make an effort to create an archive of your team's history. Because, you know, social media is cute and all, and you'll forever have your own personal social media account. Maybe some teams have social media accounts while you're on the team, but not to say that it's going to go away and disappear, but what else are we going to have besides the cute pictures that we post? Um, I just think that's an important Thing to think about and maybe it's something that you can contribute to and helping hopefully leaving a mark on your team and it's something that you'll be able to go back to I mean you guys I just had a birthday and maybe this is just me getting old <laughs> but 
I just think that, again, looking back on the past three years, this is something that I can guarantee you, similar to this Chicago Bears book that I still need to dig into, there's going to be a time where you're going to wonder, or people might even wonder, whatever happened to fill in the blank? Think about your programs as they've changed. And I think it's not unreasonable to predict that Things are going to continually change and people are going to wonder what it truly was like at one point. And who better to tell the story than us? And I'm not opening up a library or a museum anytime soon, but I just encourage you guys to reflect on that. We don't want to be forgotten. We don't want it to be, you know, when people are researching that they only come across the articles talking about crap, like We want to have our own way of preserving the things that we love about our teams, the things that you guys wrote in about that you enjoy. And maybe some of these traditions are top secret. I don't know. But even if it's just for your team, I think it would be a beautiful thing for you to try to capture. And so that is my little two cents on our legacy. I'm going to make sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, one thing I did want to say was just that there are some alumni organizations. Well, There's one that I know of that's out there. I don't know that there is one for the NBA, but for the NFL, there is the National Football Cheerleaders Alumni Association, and they have a biennial, I believe. Every two years, they try to have um, a reunion. And so this is their fifth reunion that they're going to be having next year in July, July 22nd through the 23rd. I'll link their website in the notes so that you can check it out. Um, They have team chapters of alumni groups. And so you can check to see if your team has an alumni group. I don't know how active they are, but uh, you do have to be a member of the local chapter to be able to go to the events. I'm going to try to crash anyway. Um, But their mission is to enable former NFL cheerleaders to connect, contribute to local and national charitable organizations, and to support fellow alumni when in need. So there is something out there. Um, Even if your team doesn't have a very active alumni group, if they are part of this um, association, then you can kind of expand your horizons and connect with other NFL cheerleaders for different teams. And I've seen, you know, their posts over the years and the website. It's in Jacksonville, Florida this year. I think it's just something to think about networking with people, just hearing maybe about other traditions. I don't know what their reunion consists of in terms of programming and content, but it's something to keep in mind if you're thinking of ways that you can get involved. If you are a former cheerleader and looking for a way to be connected, not just to your team, but to other teams in the in the league. So with that, I'm going to just reflect on the legacy that I want to leave behind with this podcast because Uh, To be honest with you guys, I do have a goal of finishing 10 seasons. It has been increasingly difficult to manage having the podcast and, you know, traveling on my own dime to try to keep content alive for the podcast. And I just want to be mindful of the day that the podcast may come to an end or maybe at least in terms of me hosting But the legacy that I'm hoping to leave would just be somebody who opened like a portal for voices to be heard and for our space to be celebrated in a way that wasn't before. I know in my heart that somebody has to really be passionate and care enough to do the extra, you know, to start podcasts, to start 
websites and different platforms of telling different stories about our space. And I just hope that the legacy that I leave behind was being one of the pioneers of trying to create a space where people feel comfortable or inspired to do that. And I feel like I am coming to that point where I can say, not like I made it. I mean, obviously I didn't take this to the level of making a bunch of money and everything, but that was never the goal. But I think as I'm coming close to 10 seasons and, you know, looking at guests and what other things haven't I talked about, um, I think there's always something new to bring to the table of introducing you to some of the great people that are in our space. But I hope that the legacy that I leave behind was just really getting those conversations started and in a passionate way and hopefully sparking the next leaders within our community of people who will continue to to build this space up because it's a beautiful experience and you guys definitely shared some amazing traditions that had me in my feels about my time and you know I wish I can say that I can look back at my time as part of the Seahawks organization and look back and say I made this specific mark or I see myself It's not even about seeing yourself on the website, don't get me wrong, but like feeling like you actually made a difference while you're there. I don't want anybody to have like an empty feeling about what contribution that you made while you're on a team. You know, it may not be that you were a captain or you may not have been selected for Pro Bowl, but you did mean something as part of that organization for that time. And there should be some acknowledgement of that. And hopefully for people who are still wanting to leave that mark, that you'll cheer those games, that you'll be a great teammate, that you'll figure out your way to make that impression, that lasting impression. And maybe, like I said, you'll be inspired to make sure they don't forget about us and that there is a space dedicated to celebrating the beautiful programs that you're a part of. So with that, I will see you guys during Cheer Chat and I wish you all a wonderful week. Thanks so much for listening to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast. You can follow your favorite podcast on social media at Pro Cheerleading Podcast on Instagram, at Pro Cheer Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, on YouTube, and you can support your favorite podcast on Patreon. Until next time, keep your eyes on the sidelines. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.